welcome to another episode of Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin Parker, one of your other hosts on this show. We go through the MCU scene by scene in historical order until the end of time. That's right, Colin. And today we are talking about, uh, we're still talking about 1931. Hey, Guess oh, what? Can you imagine? <laughs> um, so this is um, okay. Here's here. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a little bit of my of my thinking here, listener. We're about to talk about the first scene of the seventh season, episode one of this show. Now, why this is coming uh, after the second scene is because it made sense to put the two scenes in between. You know that were on either side of it together because they were the same scene. And we talked about that in a previous 1931 episode. So this episode is about uh, season seven, episode one. You're going to hit play, probably skip past any sort of recap. And then you're going to stop at two minutes, 28 seconds, when the title card, which is in the style of a 1930s uh, movie, says Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So... Here is a synopsis of what happens in the scene. Captain William Doyle and two other New York City Police Department officers await the arrival of Jimmy Bottles at Cut Rate Drugs. However, the Chronicom hunters Luke, Kane, and Abel walk in. Luke announces his race and home planet. They fight and the hunters win. Luke takes Dole's face and takes his uniform too. Bottles arrives, and Luke turns around. Cain and Abel take him out. So that is what happens. Uh, we've already talked a little bit about Chronicoms in a previous episode when we talked about Enoch. These are... Um, actually, I can tell you about uh, a, a a turn of phrase that I uh, coined-ish while I was writing the uh, plot synopses for these scenes. And then uh, later, uh, Phil Coulson says it in a, in a scene, so I was very happy. I um, at first called them uh, copacroms, but then quickly moved over to calling them chronocops. And that is who these three people are for the rest of the time that we're going to see them in 1931. So uh, let's, let's move into uh, a quick little installment of... Avengers Ensemble. We have, it's weird here, because I actually had these, until I was preparing, just doing final notes tonight, I had something wrong in here. So, William Dole, Captain William Dole, is played by Tobias Jelinek, okay? Okay. Uh, he is, he has been in six episodes of, uh, damn it, he's been in six episodes <laughs> of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., four episodes mm -hmm. of Arrow, six episodes of Stranger Things, he was in Batman and Robin, and Colin... Have you are you familiar with the um, the movie Hocus Pocus? I am. Do you know the bullies that steal the main character's shoes? I do. The smaller one, whose name is Jay, in Hocus Pocus, is played by our very own Tobias Jelinek. Now go back and look Whoa. at this this man and picture him as a teen, and you will find that it is the it is a very believable uh, age up. So I was blown away by that. Uh, also. Tobias Jelinek was born in Leesburg, Virginia. Whoa. Now, what a lame place to be born. I'm I mean, kidding. fair. Uh, 
<laughs> that is where I live. And I know. Um, well, the listener doesn't, but now they do. Oh yeah. True. And maybe they have Doxed. In the Right. Um, I don't know where that means that he was born though. <laughs> Cause there's not like a hospital here. So <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. So, um, I am assuming maybe over that in, like the rest in the well, there's maybe? there's one in Lansdowne, but I don't know how long ago that was there, and I think the answer oh, is not point. recently. So probably yeah, like Reston, or like in a home birth, or something. Oh yeah, Anyways, maybe. So he plays William Doyle until the Chronicom takes his face, at which point he starts being the Chronicom Luke in the disguise of William Doyle. Or William, I'm sorry, I've been saying William Doyle, um, William Dole. Like Dole Fruit Company. Right. Okay. So let's go over. Like Bob Dole. Like no Bob, relation. Bill, Bill Dole. Captain Bill Dole. Um, Bill Dole Baggins. Okay. So. Um, <laughs> okay. So. Good. Good. Uh, Luke Baines. Here's where it gets fun. Luke Baines is the man, is the actor who takes over uh, William Dole. The Chronicom who mm-hmm. takes over William Dole, who is played by Luke Baines' name is Luke. <laughs> so weird. Okay. So Luke Baines was in one episode of the Mandalorian, this episode of agents of shield and 12 episodes of shadow hunters. That's all I saw him in. He is a alien looking man. Like he has a face that is very <laughs> sci-fi. It's not ugly. It's not whatever. I'm just sure. saying if you're going to cast an alien, this guy is a, a good, a good one to go with. Okay. Okay. So then we don't see the faces of the other Chronicoms, or if we do, they are not credited. So we only have the two other cops. Um, we don't know either of the other cops' names, though. So oh. um, we will call them by their Chronicom names. Uh, the first is Kane, who's played by a guy named Joe Regan. He was in one episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and he was in the movie Jeepers Creepers 2. Okay. Um, and the other guy is not credited. Uh, in fact, he is credited on the MCU wiki and not in IMDb at all. His name is Ryan Gray, and he plays Abel. Um, he did stunts for Spider-Man 2 and 3. Those are the Tobey Toby Maguire ones. Thor, mm-hmm. Priest, Green Lantern, uh, Captain Marvel, and the Suicide, the Suicide Squad movie that's about to come out. Oh, cool. Um, he was also uh, did stunts for one episode of Mayans MC, um, which is a spinoff of Sons of Anarchy, uh, which a mm. an actress that we I thought we were going to talk about in the previous episode that we recorded, but that we realized isn't in that scene and is later an, a character named Yo-Yo has also been on that show, which is why I mentioned it. So that's a little bit of oh, cool. a preview of uh, of coming events. So. We have Luke and Kane and Abel, who are now our Chronicops. Um, then I did sort of a scattershot research of things. <laughs> Welcome to Things James Saw and then looked up on the internet. <laughs> um, okay. So this this takes place at Cut Rate Drugs, which... Okay. Was that... Did that exist? So there was a, a pharmacy called Einhorn's Pharmacy... But the sign says Einhorn's Pharmacy Cut Rate Drugs. And it is listed as being at 64 Fulton Street from 1929 to 1935. Um, 
Now, this okay. cut rate drug says that it is for rent in 1931. So probably not. But sometimes probably I like not to, that one. Sometimes I like to sort of uh jump on um like nail something down and see how how it how it works out. So um Einhorn's pharmacy, if it is on Fulton Street, looks like it's in the second precinct as the precincts were set out in I based it on a, a late 1800s precinct map, but basically until the end of the 30s, the precincts were different than they became. Um, anyways, uh, Bill Dole, sorry, William Dole is a captain in the fourth precinct, which is adjacent to the second precinct. Um, Dole's no, badge number is 4055. Um, I found it interesting that, that, um, the drugstore, if we're calling it this place, is in the second precinct because it means it's out of the precinct where these cops are assigned, um, because they are cops oh, from the yeah. fourth precinct. So, I thought that. Do you think that because it's for sale, this is to imply that they tried to open a second location and just wasn't profitable? And enough? It, it could be, and this and, and that could. Einhorn's pharmacy was literally district. like it was like Einhorn and Sons, and it was like this dude Einhorn mm. is listed as like. A something, a something, a tailor, a pharmacy, and then oh god, yeah, or pharmacist or whatever, and then his sons are listed on that same census as pharmacists also. So like possibly, but um, then I have a picture of uh the uh police uniform from 1930. I looked up originally Ooh. the uh 1931 uniform, but all I found was the summer uh uniform but this is february so i needed to look up the winter of 1930 uniform so i've sent it to you on on messenger and you will see that the picture uh depicted here is very accurate to the cops uh what they're wearing in this scene so oh yeah that's that's bang on so once again agents of shield has uh has done their research feels to me like maybe this was a little bit easier since photos like this, sure, yeah. Then, then the Mayan man, then the Mayan man, yeah. My favorite new superhero, <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, we are going to be making Mayan man the superhero jokes until the end of time, um, which is, of course, when the right. last joke made on this podcast will be Mayan man the superhero. I swear to God. Okay, we have to write that down now, though, because <laughs> when this show inevitably ends in forty years. <laughs> Instead of saying Excelsior in the last one, we have to go Mayan Man, and like that's the last thing you ever hear from us is us saying Mayan Man. There's a an author who we don't need to mention because she oh. sucks. Um, but when she was releasing her famed series of uh, fantasy books, oh, children, yeah, um, she, doing things. Yeah. She said she knew the last word of the last book, like when she started writing it. Which is always a cool thing to sort of a called shot. I think that it can't right. have been because then it like the word was revealed after the last book came out, and it wasn't the last book or the last word of the book. But you know, editors and whatever. But it's sort that's, of like that. Uh, yeah, only say, that, we're less transphobic. It's probably more Fun. of like yeah, the 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 last thought. Yeah, kind of thing. exactly. Yeah. So. Anyways, um, okay. So a couple of things about Chronicoms. Uh, that Wait, sorry, real quick. I was gonna say it's calling your shot, saying I'm gonna get a home run by knocking it over that wall. Towards Second Street, and yeah. then you do hit a home run, but really you hit it towards Fifth Street, and you're like, eh. close enough. Yeah, three blocks away. I all right. When I went up to my first at bat, I knew that in Game Seven of the World Series, I would knock it over that. <laughs> right. The winning run would like, be yeah. 
Well, I did technically knock it that way, but the wind just sort of carried yeah, it. Exactly. So I was still right. right exactly. I'm no meteorologist. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> so a uh, couple things about Chronicoms that I that I took down. Uh, they um, all of them introduced that we saw um, have biblical names, names with biblical origins. Right. Uh, we talked about Enoch in a previous episode. Uh, here we have Luke and Cain and Abel. Um, we'll talk about those names in a second. Uh, the Chronicons, it says, share many character- characteristics with the Watchers, um, being mm-hmm. a long-lived species that observed other cultures without interfering in their history. And Enoch is also uh, bald. So, like, right. there's that, too. <laughs> the other thing that was, like, when something that we were mentioning when we first talked about Enoch was that, and I don't know if it's the same for these guys, but Enoch was a name that he took once he got here. It wasn't his, like given name because i'm assuming it's like part of the assimilation process is like yeah getting a name and if they were here third three hundred thousand years ago right they can't you know, right. i mean obviously yeah it, it wouldn't be jesus you know what i mean right. but it would be like another name that was like way back like if there was an abraham right and a ezekiel like i would go okay that makes sense right noah makes sense now luke right. is an noah, interesting yeah. one because Anyway, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe he went by a different name. I was like, oh, Luke is so much better than Ebuchadnezzar or whatever went, you mean. Went to Star Wars. is like, wait a minute. Flips through Bible. Yes. Okay. Wait, yeah. hold on. Yoda. Oh, dang. A boba. All right. Luke. Luke it is. Luke it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, also as synthetic galactic observers from a destroyed and alphanumeric homeworld, Chronicoms are also comparable to Rigelian recorders, which are other people that have been in Marvel Comics. Rigel Have 7. Have we mentioned them before? I don't think so. That I mean that word is just so Rigelian Marvel. Okay, I guess we haven't, but I've definitely heard that word recently, which is like really weird. <laughs> right. Okay, whatever. All That's right. Crazy. So, uh let's talk about Luke and Cain and Abel. So Luke is named after Luke the Evangelist, um traditionally he, he's one of the four people that wrote the gospel, quote unquote, quote unquote, um, mm-hmm. that made the final cut. Like, because right. there's gospels of every of all sorts of people, but Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the ones that actually made the sort of, you know, special edition. Because they went to bed with their britches on. Right, exactly. It's, John got up in the middle of the night and said his britches were too tight. But that's that's a whole other story. <laughs> but that's a story for another podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, welcome to. Bible scavengers. No, uh, no, 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 nope. no, 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 <laughs> we're into, we're Absolutely into not. episode four of who begat whom. And <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, the, it says the early church fathers ascribed to him authorship of both the gospel of Luke and the acts of the apostles, which of course is gospel two colon Jesus returns. Um, which <laughs> would mean Luke contributed over a quarter of the text of the new Testament. Uh, which is kind of cool. Paul did like the rest. Paul is like the <laughs> Alexander Hamilton of the Bible. <laughs> Lots of people say that. Um, uh, so more than any other not author. Not just James. Not just me. Not just James the, the Greater, which is me, but also James the Lesser, who's the guy in the Bible. And the other James, <laughs> too. There are two Jameses in the Bible. Didn't, don't know if you know that. And I'm one of them. No. <laughs> and I'm one of them. I'm. I'm. I'm a chronicon. Actually, the Bible is only uh, 38 years old, so I don't know what you guys are thinking. All right. So, uh, prominent figures in early Christianity, such as Jerome and Eusebius, later reaffirmed his authorship, although a lack of conclusive evidence 
as to the identity of the author of the works has led to discussion in scholarly circles, both secular and religious. So like, you know, like how the Bible and the gospels are sort of like a zine that was put together over the course of like 150 <laughs> years and people remembering yeah. Like what if you and me made Yeah, exactly. What if you and me made a collage with like five of our friends of what we know and have heard about Woodstock? And then that becomes (laughs) the thing that people go to to learn about Woodstock. (laughs) Right. And they go, This is accurate. Right. This is for sure exactly for sure. This is not biased at all. And we're like <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty <laughs> sure that the that the toasters played Woodstock. Oh, they said it in the they said it in the zine, so it must be true. <laughs> oh boy. There's no archaeological evidence to say the toasters played Woodstock. That's all I'm saying. So um unless you find some toast. Unless you find some toast. Uh basically uh he was also um a physician, which is which is interesting when it comes to him being Luke being named being sort of the leader of this sort of a group of hunters that is trying to kill people. Sort of an interesting yeah. thing to, to call you Luke after uh, one of the healers. So, um, and also as we sort of alluded to, Luke did too. So uh, Luke is not an Old Testament name. Um, so Correct. it's interesting to um, think about maybe he has changed his name. Like, actually, I think that's not unreasonable that that maybe he's even a younger Chronicon. Who knows? Yeah, I was gonna say to me that's either he came in later, yeah, and like you know, or took a name that initially was like popular, yeah, at the time, and then was like again, like you scoot for now. How many like Abrahams right. do you know? Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's like since Lincoln, none. Le- you know what I mean? Vigoda, so like, and that's it. Abe Simpson. Oh, that's true. In my head, he's just Abe. Right. So I was like. Yeah. Like he doesn't have the name yeah. Abraham, yeah, but no, that's okay. It's fair. But two, that those are the Simpson only two. Simpson doesn't count, <laughs> right? Simpson doesn't count. Actually, that's a cartoon. Abraham, I think Abe was the name of Matt Green's dad, but um, and in ni- 1931, Simpson wasn't even around. That's true. I mean, you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't written yet, right? Exactly, it had not been written. Um, okay, so then we have Kane, who is one of the henchmen. Um, also, we could there, well, first of all, there's a sort of uh christian centric aspect to this mm-hmm. whole thing like if they were in india would they be named after hindu gods would they be uh named after you know greek gods if they were in in greece or whatever yeah but they're also in america not famously not where jesus is from so wait i'm sorry what <laughs> <laughs> i was under the impression that he was from ohio <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, oop, I'm Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, here to save you from your sins, yeah? I'm just going to scoot right past you there into the just cave. scoot right past you. <laughs> uh, hey, when I come out, you know, if you guys uh, got any walleyes or any perch, you know, let me know. I'm, then, <laughs> I'd love to have some. I'm going to need a fish fry after three days in there. Just, That's, you know what? It actually does make sense. He definitely did a fish fry. Oh, for sure. The bread, the bread and the fish. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, you'll just just spread this up real nice and uh, pass it down. Yep. That'll feed 10,000 of you. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus's Tinder profile is something that makes me laugh very much. Just him holding fish (laughs) standing on water. Um, But if like Luke is one of like the generals because he's 
that there are tiers of biblical reference. So like sure. the president of the Chronicoms is named Jesus. Uh-oh. Uh, whoop. White Jesus president. Okay, so <laughs> um Yeah. Uh okay, so uh then we have Cain and Abel, who are both named after uh Adam and Eve's first kids. Don't question how mm-hmm. they were the first people and they only let's move past it. Um, so, uh, Cain killed Abel, uh, because Cain was like, yo, God, I got some crops. Here's some sacrifice. And Abel's like, Hey God, I got some actual meat. And God's like, Abel, what's up guy. And Cain's like, Hey, and God's like, yeah. All right. Just put it up. It's fine. I've never thought about this, but when you look at it like that, listen, I'm not a religious man, but I want to point out that this is proof if there is a God, God hates vegans and vegetarians. <laughs> He's like, even God is like, yes, I created these animals, but they're delicious. <laughs> they are meant to be eaten. I want the goats. Give me the goats. I don't give a shit about your zucchini. Don't plants. eat the apples. Like, eat the. <laughs> exactly. He's like, stop fucking around with the apple tree. I've given you cows. You can have a literal steak, my friend, my guy. You can eat any of these chickens that you want so then vegan abel kill no uh vegan cane killed abel because he was like well i don't know what to do guess i'm gonna kill a person and not a meat person so he's like you don't respect life so i'm gonna take yours right you know a christian as you do Uh, right um (laughs) but cane did go on to have kids which is cool because he was still alive and one of those kids his names was enoch so that's kind of uh, interesting. Uh. So um, then uh, Abel was a shepherd. Right. The first murder in the history of mankind. Check out my new crime series. First murder in the history of mankind. <laughs> There's uh, only one. Mystery. There's it's just one episode. And it's this one. It's and solved immediately. Cain did it. And then that's am I my brother's keeper. Also, I killed this guy. Oh, crap. Forget the second part. Um, Am I my brother's keeper? And I was like, yes. And he's like, oh shit. Well, then if that's the case, uh, guilty. <laughs> Your Honor, I'd like to. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> Do you swear Your to Honor, me I stand to tell corrected. the whole. <laughs> right. Yeah. Swear to me. Okay. So uh, we've gone so far off the. This is going to have to be heavily edited, I think. Listen, it's fine to go into Bible territory, but once we move into Batman, that is off limits. Yeah. This is not DC. Exactly. God. Ugh. Anyways, um, the conservative comic book uh, publishing company, DC Comics. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's do, can I, may I quickly do a, uh, mus- the music for, of 1931, and then that's all my notes? James, I can't believe you would have to ask. Of course you can. All right. I am stoked to hear a new song. So this is a song called Linda by a dude named Carol Richard Gibbons. Carol Richard Gibbons, of course, a time traveler from the 1970s when the name Linda existed. No. um, (laughs) So uh, he was an American-born pianist, pianist, uh, band leader, and popular composer who made his career primarily in England during the British dance band era. Uh, He was from Clinton, Massachusetts, and uh, he had uh, two siblings. He went to the Royal Academy of Music in London. Then he came back... uh, to London as a relief pianist with the, he played piano, all right, with the Boston Orchestra for an engagement at the Savoy Hotel in the Strand. Uh, He liked Britain so much that he stayed there and became the leader with a guy named Howie Jacobs of the Savoy Orpheans. Uh, 
uh, and the band leader of the new Mayfair Orchestra, which recorded for the Gramophone Company on the HMV label, that is the uh, his master's voice dog looks at Gramophone label. Um, in 1929, Gibbons appeared in the British film Splinters, which is about the origin of the uh, leader of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, <laughs> no, it's the sequel to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Splinters. It's like aliens. No, um, right. Uh, Splinters, uh, as the band Carol Gibbons and his master's voice orchestra. So then uh, after that, he went back to the U.S. Um, he made occasional return trips. But from 1930 to 1931, he was in Hollywood scoring MGM movies. Then in 1931, he went back to London, reformed the Orpheans as the new Savoy Orpheans, you know, like New Avengers, but music and British in the 30s. Um, He went back to directing with Howard Jacobs, who was now Howard and not Howie. Um, You know, this is how we do it. So He's mature. Exactly. Um, Howie Stark becomes, okay. This is how we do it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Um, He also recorded a number uh, of, sorry, he also recorded quite a number of sophisticated rep- records featuring a, pili- a piano-led small group playing pop tunes and medleys under the name of, it's the 1930s, Carol Gibbons and his boyfriends. <laughs> There's a space between boy and friends because yeah, it's the 1930s, no. but smart man. What a what a cool name for Prince's early. Uh, <laughs> 1930s variant of Prince. Definitely was spelling it out for you. For sure. Um, So then he's like, oh, they're just my boy friends. Right. I'm in a boy band with, wait, I'm with my friends. Yeah, exactly. With my friends. We're playing the friends theme with my boy band. Okay. Um, In October 1931, the Savoy Hotel Orpheans recorded two sessions with a guy named Al Bowley. It's like bowl. If the word Mm -hmm. bowl, like bowling, was an adverb, bowley. Okay, yeah, Bowie. Uh, um, two L's in that, though. So Bo- Crunchy. Bowie, if we're... Uh, anyways, oh, um, on, sure. on vocals, um, the sessions were... Uh, t- there's a time and place for everything um, beside Sweet and Lovely. Uh, that was Columbia 376. And then Who Am I and Linda, which were Columbia 377. So um this was listed on the wikipedia for 1931 as a a hit song in 1931 it is carol richard gibbons with linda linda wrote a song about you and here it goes two three four well this is linda (laughs) i'm casey Casey. (laughs) that is now this one goes out now uh, what's his name again carol gibbons yeah yeah this one comes from carol gibbons out in some place back from the UK, coming back to America to tell you the sad boys and the boyfriends, they all have a little song for you. And this one goes out to Linda. <laughs> but that, that actually is all of my notes. Um, once again, you can find all the music from the music from 1931 uh, segment, either playing somewhere in this, uh, this, this here episode. podcast or on the Spotify playlist, which I will, uh, give a link to Colin to put in show notes, um, you know, when, when he gets to it, but that is all my notes. If you wanted to take us to social media, I think that would be lovely, sweet and lovely. Like, Oh, I can take this train there. We're pulling into the social media station. (laughs) 
Welcome to the social media station. The train has come to a stop, and so we are here to tell you uh, all the information. I don't know. I've lost it already. <laughs> so you can follow me at Colin M. Parker uh, and the podcast at Timeline Scav. But if you want to find my co-host and my friend, James Anderson, where do they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Unabashed James. If your name is Linda, or even if it's not, I want you to go over to patreon.com slash the scavengers network. If you're, wait, hold on. If your name is Linda, send me, I'll send you like a sticker or a, an ink pen or something. Um, sure. An MP3. And if your name is Paul McCartney, please go to our Patreon and follow that. Drop a fat check in that. And hey, Paul, I mean, like, if you want to come on the show, like, who's your favorite also, superhero? Yeah, Paul, like, any episode. Yeah. Seriously, Paul. Any episode. Agent Carter's British. Any episode. Gemma Simmons is British. Let's, I mean, what's up? Mm. What's up, Paul? We know you're a, friend, uh, a fan of the show. We know you're listening. Thank you so much for the support. You down with PMC? Yeah, you know us. So that is patreon.com slash the scavengers network. $2 a month gets you access to all sorts of bonus content, including our exclusive interview with Paul McCartney. That's not true. That's a fake. That's a fiction. That's a fiction. That's a fiction. Unless we make it up. But it's Listen, perfect. here's the thing. All the stuff that we just like prattled on that was absolute nonsense, you can find like just hours of that <laughs> on the Patreon. Now, if that appeals to you, fantastic. Welcome. If you're like, what? Absolutely not. Well, there's other stuff still too. Drop $2. Hey, wait, come back here. There's yeah, other there's stuff other too. <laughs> there's other stuff there. Kind of like the way we go. Yes, we're going to talk about Iron Fist on this show, but come back. There's other good stuff. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. Uh, but I think. I think that's it. Is that it? Yeah. Uh, hang on. Also, as always, please check out scavengersnetwork.com and check out other great shows here on the network like Alabaster's Haberdashery. Mm-hmm. Great little show. Speaking of time travel, it's a show from the future, from the past. Oh, I'll think about that mm. one for a second. Uh, great little show. Easy to binge. Every episode is three minutes long. Uh, so it's a great little show getting the little notification that they have a new episode out oh great way to start a day absolutely and with that being said that's all we got so uh from timeline scavengers this is us signing out and we will see you next time for a new episode as always i am colin parker and i am james anderson and i'm casey Kasem. excelsior saw Kirby walking into the kitchen wearing a sleep cap. Kirby, did you steal the microwave? (laughs) Oh, hello there, gentle listener. I didn't hear you there. You caught me reading the longest written work in the English language, The Subspace Emissary's World's Conquest, a Super Smash Brothers fan fiction. But let's set that aside for now. To advertise our podcast. Hi. I'm Beth. And I'm Max. And we're the hosts of Fan Ball, a podcast about fandom, their history and culture. The people and things they create. 
and everything in between. Listen bi-weekly on Wednesdays on the Scavengers Network or wherever you find your podcasts. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.